Hello and welcome to Brainy Moms. I am Terry Miller. And I'm Dr. Amy Moore. Today we're going to be talking about working moms, stay-at-home moms. Why can't we just get along? <laughs> we're going to be talking about the top things you never want to say to a working mom and the top things you never want to say to a stay-at-home mom. And this has been a problem for decades. It's been this, this point of contention for decades since women first entered the workforce. And now more than ever with the COVID pandemic, things are just so hard on both sides. Yeah. And I think that we should spend some time unpacking, you know, why do stay-at-home moms and working moms not seem to understand or even respect the mm -hmm. choice that each other's uh, each other made, right? It's an interesting phenomenon to watch, and it is. Um, I, I think there's so many articles that have been written about it, both from a humorous standpoint to, you know, a, a, a serious issue. So right. I think I think we should take a, a half hour and talk about it. Absolutely. All right. Okay. Well, give us a little history because this is really this is really spot on for you and me. Not conflict, but just coming from such completely different backgrounds. So let's just fill everyone in. So tell a little bit about your background, your history, working mom, stay at home mom. Right. So um, you know, I have been working since I was fourteen years old, um, with the exception of two years. Okay. So yeah, I took. Uh, and, and, and I didn't even take the whole first two years off when I, with my first child. Um, I did some consulting work during those two years. So I've never been completely not a working mom um, in the 22 years that I've been a mom. Okay. But and that's that was, a very different experience than you've had. Right, right. And that was just, that was your life. That's just what you knew. You didn't think of anything different, expect anything different. And so my situation turned out differently when I got married. Like you said, I've been working since I was 14. You know, I probably, I may have been 14. I think I was 15 actually when I got my first job, mm -hmm. but yeah. So working since I was, you know, 15 and same thing. When I was first married, I was working, I was in a professional career and um, my situation took a turn that I, I didn't know that it would because um, my firstborn son had a lot of medical problems. We nearly lost him. That'll be another subject some right. other time, <laughs> but right. nearly lost him just in the first few weeks that he was born. He is a miracle. He's still with us today, but that really turned things upside down. And I tried to um, work from home and kind of work while I was a mom for a little while, but it quickly became apparent that I wasn't going to be able to do that. And so I just stopped that. And my husband had to really, um, take over. He was not in a professional career when we met and married, he was a professional cyclist, like a bike racer, like tour de France kind of thing. And so he suddenly had to rise up and get a real job and start, um, you know, paying the bills because I was, taken care of my firstborn. And then my second came along pretty quickly. And, you know, he just didn't have the boobs to nurse the baby, Sorry, <laughs> but you know, just what are you going to do? There's just right. some things well, the dads can do. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So then I was at home for years and years and years, I ultimately had seven babies. Yes. I'm totally crazy. We just, I'm, that's another story too, but yes, had seven babies, same marriage, same belly. <laughs> um, but somewhere along the way, 
I started struggling a lot and I ultimately went back to school and went back to work when my youngest was in school. And now I'm a, I'm a part-time, I work some and I'm a, my primary is a stay-at-home mom, but we have vastly different perspectives, right? Different experiences, right? As we were young moms. So so let's talk about that. Tell me, tell me what's one of the worst things. So when I was a stay-at-home mom, I was home with my kids, you know, all day long, every day. Mm -hmm. What's one of the worst things I could have said to you? I could never let someone else raise my kids. Ooh, because who, like, where were your kids during that time? Well, when they were younger, um, we, we kind of uh, went back and forth between having a nanny and having them in childcare or having a nanny and having them in childcare. And it really just, we were military family and it really just depended on the location and the availability of, you know, of care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yes, that is the absolute worst thing to hear as a working mom. Mm. I could never let someone else raise my kids. And my response to that is that no one else is raising my children, right? right? I'm still raising my children. I have someone who is entertaining them and keeping them safe during Mm -hmm. the day while I'm at work. Yeah. But I'm the one who is in taking care of their medical needs and their physical needs and imparting values upon them and um, showering them with love and growing those family relationships. Right. Right. I I didn't view it as um, that the, the nanny or the childcare provider was actually raising my children, right? right? They were employed, you know, to care for them while I worked. Yes. But it does sting to hear those words. Yeah. Well, it's, it's so interesting. Conversely, one of the top things you can say to a stay at home mom is you're so lucky you get to stay home with your kids. (laughs) You get to, and there, you know, we never know another person's story, whether that working mom, you know, has to work because the family just cannot make ends meet unless she does, or whether that woman is just, she's passionate about her career and what she's doing. And that is her hugely valuable contribution to the world. We don't know another person's story. And why is that stay at home mom a stay at home mom? Cause I'll tell you in the early years, when I was a stay at home mom, I felt like I had to be a stay at home mom. Cause I had a chronically ill child. Yeah. And I, I mean, we didn't even go out for date night. The only people that ever kept him till I want to say he was like 11 were family, you know, just clo- like my husband's parents that were close by my parents, you know, that it was somebody who knew all the ins and outs of his medical issues. And so if somebody, and people said that to me, Oh, you're so lucky you get to stay home with your kids. And I just wanted to poke them in the eyeball, you know, like, (laughs) really? You're so lucky you get to go to work. So either way, you know, we have this mismatch of information. Well, and, (laughs) and let's not discount that there are lots and lots of moms who do feel lucky that they get to stay at home because they did choose that not out of necessity that to care for you know, an ill child, but because they honestly, truly want to be at home with, I, I chose to, to pursue a career. Um, and I always tell people that I, I am a better mom because I worked. Mm -hmm. Um, I did not have to work. Um, 
you know, my husband could have supported us um, alone, but um, I needed that. I needed that fulfillment. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah. That's such a good point. I think, yeah. I mean, I've got lots of girlfriends who feel absolutely privileged and lucky to be able to stay home with their kids. Yeah. So that's, it's it's interesting. I'm pulling up these points from an article. So I'm reading an article, 12 things to never say to a stay at home mom. And it is from Reader's Digest online, readersdigest.com. And so I'm, I'm listing these in, in order on the article. So, okay. You know, (laughs) what's next on not to say to a stay at home mom. Okay. Um, the next one is what do you do all day? (laughs) (laughs) And that has to be asked by someone who's not a mom at all. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Or, or, okay. Now my sister may listen to this someday. And so Tammy, I'm not dogging on you, but my sister and I, um, when we were young moms did things very, very differently. She is a radiologist And she has always been a professional. I mean, she was med school straight into her professional career and she married a doctor. And so they have really busy lives. She is as equally crazy as I am. And I have no idea why she also has seven children by birth, (laughs) same husband grew in her belly. We do pregnancy really well. We just kind of genetically, we got that. Yeah. Um, yeah, We love both of us love being pregnant. So, um, So she, you know, was working, she has her radiology office in her home and she had a live in nanny since her second baby was like newborn, I think. And so, I mean, along her third, her fourth or fifth kid, she didn't change diapers. She did not wash dishes. She did not make a meal. She didn't do any of the things that I spent all day long doing. And, and so I think that question, I would often think of my sister, if somebody would say, what do you do all day? I'd be like, well, I wish I had a nanny and a housekeeper because she had a live in nanny and housekeeper. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I do laundry. I make meals. I incessantly make meals. All I do is to make and serve meals and change diapers and whip out something to nurse a baby. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's busy. Oh, exhausting. Yeah. Right, definitely so as busy as a working mom. So now you go. <laughs> well, so I'm also looking at an article and this one is from working mother okay. um, and it's called 13 things you should never say to a working mom. Okay. All right. So uh, see how this one hits you. I saw your kid on the class trip today. She was crying. I think she missed you. <gasps> oh, that's awful. I know, right? And goodness, I can absolutely relate to that. I absolutely can because it, it, I, I did go on some class trips, but Mm -hmm. it's super hard to work class trips into a a busy professional schedule. Right. And so I did miss out on those and I did have my kids express sadness, you know, that other kids' moms went on the trip, but I was not able to do that. Um, And so if someone actually said that to me, I would be crushed. Right. Absolutely crushed. I mean, you talk about trying to make somebody feel guilty. Just don't mm-hmm. go there. Don't right. go there. That's just mean. I, I have to say that that one, I have felt the sting of for a different reason. Maybe it's just having a large family or having kids at, at far different ages. And so, you know, I'd have a fifth grader going on a field trip, but I had you know, then a younger elementary school kid and a toddler and a baby in my arms, a nursing baby. I was always nursing babies just constantly forever. (laughs) (laughs) 
And so I didn't get to go on those, those trips either. I remember so much missing things like that, um, even as a stay-at-home mom. So that's an interesting one that I can see someone saying it like they're not trying to be mean, like, oh, your sweet girl missed you today. But still, it just feeling like, oh, crushing. Right. Yeah. Because the child could easily have been crying for some other reason, right? Not because they missed their mom. Yeah. All right. What's on your, oh, go ahead. Elementary school kids miss their moms, you know, that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Especially fun moms. Oh, brainy moms. Brainy moms. (laughs) All right. What's next on your list of things not to say to a stay at home mom? Okay. Um, well, I don't know. See, this one is on the list and I'm going to say both of them together. Don't you need a break? And why are you so tired? (laughs) Don't you need a break? And then also, why are you so tired? And they seem kind of opposite. um, But I remember those times of people saying, oh my gosh, you're with your kids all the time. Don't you need a break? And my answer was, Yes, I do. I clearly, (laughs) they follow me to the bathroom. Oh my goodness. Yes. And I would think how dreamy it would be to go to the office where I could go to the toilet alone. Right. (laughs) So I, I get that. And I think that they're like, you're probably going to say there are some stay at home moms who would say, don't you need a break? No, I love being around my children, but I think that's rare. I'm sorry. I just No, I would agree. I would agree for sure. I mean, 24 seven, it's just exhausting. (laughs) Yes. And then the, why are you so tired? I think um, it's, it's, I think it's that same thing where we don't see each other's perspective that a working mom is like, well, I'm so tired. Of course I'm so tired. I'm working at the office all day long. Then I come home and I'm trying to get, you know, quality time with my kid and making dinner and doing all these things. I'm exhausted. Why are you so tired? You got to like play Barbies and take a nap. (laughs) And so same thing, stay-at-home moms are working just as hard as the working moms. It's just different work. Right, right. Okay, what's next for you? Um, Okay, I don't know how you do it. I'd feel too guilty. Oh, yeah, that one's just mean. Yeah, (laughs) Um, so we As a working mom, there are times when you do feel guilty. There were times that I felt guilty, you know, that I wasn't with my, especially when my kids were little. Yeah. Um, but you don't have to rub that in. Right. Yeah. And that just seems, that just seems mean. Yeah. And interestingly, the guilt here it is on both sides because another big question you don't want to say it or a big thing, not question. Well, it is kind of a question, but to say to stay at home moms is what about your education? What, why'd you bother getting your master's degree? I mean, Mm. what a waste. And honestly, I've had that one, you know, from my mom, from my sister, you know, and my sister would say things like, but you're just so smart. (laughs) You can, you can do anything you want to do. And I'm like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So don't even tell me about that. And my mom would be like, oh, that college degree, all that money. (laughs) Well, with nine kids, that's basically your own classroom. So I think your (laughs) own children were benefiting from all that you learned in school. There you go. There you go. 
And even if you had only had one, your own child can benefit from all that you learned in school, right? Absolutely. And, and no matter what, it, and okay, so yours is in psychology, but no matter what your degree is in, you know, that experience, mm-hmm. the college experience is valuable, right? You know, whether or not yeah. you're actively using the content from that experience yeah. all day, every day. So that's it, just, that's just rude. It's a, yeah, it's again, it's just like the one you were talking about. That's just, that's just pouring on the guilt, you know, let's just not go there. Cause I think we're all, no matter where we're all, where we are, I really believe as moms, we are all doing the best we can with where we're at, with the situation we're in. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. What else you got? I don't know how you do it. It must be so hard. Mm. Well, of course it's hard. Right. Working is hard, whether you have kids or not. Yeah. Right. Balancing married life and a job can be hard. So, you know, you yeah. add children to the mix and of course it's hard. There's lot, a lot to juggle. Yeah. And if you're, if you're doing a job that is rewarding in any way, it's not an easy job. Right. Right. I mean, you have, you work hard, um, to, to produce quality work. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's hard. Well, so I'm going out of order here. I'm just kind of piggybacking on yours. Cause here's one. I don't know how you do it. It would be so exhausting to be with my kids all day long, every day. And again, it's the same thing. I don't know how you do it. And I wonder if maybe those two comments, those two questions are a little more compassionate than we realize. Or the, or the grass is always greener type comments. Yeah, but the, yeah, the, the grass is always greener, but then also kind of going like, you know, I'm exhausted and I'm looking at you thinking, dang, you must be exhausted too. I mean, that's, that's kind of good. Yeah. That's kind of some understanding Okay. between two perspectives. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, Hey, I want to stop for just a second and give okay. a shout out to our sponsor. Okay. For this episode, learning RX. And we personally are very grateful for learning our as it has, has benefited our families. So thousands of students with reading and dyslexia struggles have fallen even further behind due to the impact of COVID-19, but there is hope. Learning RX one-on-one brain training programs are designed to target and strengthen the cognitive skills that we rely on for reading, spelling, and writing. According to one study of almost 10,000 Learning RX clients, students on average saw their reading skills improve by three and a half years. Visit learningrx.com today to learn more. Again, that is learningrx.com. All right. All right. What else you got? Do you have another, another comment or question that's a good one? I do. Okay. So... There's always time to work later. These early years are so precious. Mm, Yeah. Okay. So I don't know about you, but I think every year is precious in my child's life. Right. And they get better. Yeah. I mean, there's (laughs) something different about every age and stage. Mm -hmm. And so missing it now, missing it later, missing all of them. It there's, you know, yeah. Yeah. The early years are precious, but the middle years are precious and the teenage years are precious. Well, 
not always, but for the most part, <laughs> precious. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Once they get through some of the rough one, rough years, then it gets precious again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, you know, so my sister-in-law stayed home um, until her kids went, got into school she said, I'm going to stay home with my kids until they get into elementary school. And then when they got into elementary school, she realized, well, they need me more or as much now as they did when they were little. Mm, Yeah. So every year is precious. Yeah, absolutely. And that is, I do think sometimes it almost feels like the, the fifth and sixth grader need me more than the toddlers did. I don't know. That sounds weird, but there's there's more like emotional investment needs that it's not the early years are, are like physically exhausting, you know, up nights, changing diapers, laundry, you know, fixing every meal and snack 10,000 times a day. But yet as time goes on, there's more like emotional exhaustion as a parent, I think. So, all right. What do you have? Okay. So this one says, just remember how blessed you are (laughs) to be able to stay home with your kids. So, I mean, I think, yeah, obviously we would be like, okay, of course I'm blessed. I'm grateful, but just don't, don't shame me with that reminder because most days I want to flush somebody's head down the toilet. (laughs) Don't call like, don't call like social services. I would never really do that. But I mean, what mom doesn't just have an afternoon where you just want to chunk them out the window. I mean, I don't care if you're working or stay at home or whatever, but just remember how blessed you are. And you're like, thanks. Great. (laughs) Well, yeah, yes. You do remember how blessed you are. That doesn't make it any easier. Right. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Okay. How about this one? I'm surprised you went back to work. Your husband seems so successful. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Which, so in my case, you know, like I said before, my husband could have supported us on his own. Mm -hmm. I wanted to work. I'm passionate about what I do. And so a comment like that completely invalidates, you know, my own desire to make a difference in the world. Right. Yeah. So that's a tough one. Mm -hmm. And so conversely, I think stay at home mom gets, wow, your husband must be doing really well. I couldn't stay. I couldn't afford to stay at home. How do you afford to stay at home? And it's, it's that same thing as if it's all a financial decision. And yeah, there were, there were times early on when I was a stay-at-home mom, I felt like I had to be. And then there was a point when I chose to be, even though it was hard because we started homeschooling our kids just because of a lot of complicated reasons that again, that can be some other episode. <laughs> um, but I chose that. And it didn't feel as much of a burden anymore. And my husband wasn't making a ton of money yet. And so we were doing that well. And it probably would have been a lot better for us financially if I'd have gone back to work. Yeah. And, and so it's, you just, you're in a trade-off no matter where you're at. For sure. Yeah. Okay. What's next? You look exhausted. Oh gosh. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> There's one down here. I should find, oh, I can't find it. 
Oh, oh yeah. I already said it. You must be so exhausted. Yeah. You look <laughs> exhausted. Yeah. You look exhausted. Great. You must be so exhausted, but you look exhausted. That's <laughs> mean. I know you don't say that to anybody. No, <laughs> never. <laughs> Except, no. you know, maybe your spouse comes in the door and you know, they've had a bad day. Oh, right. honey, right. you look exhausted. Let yeah. me rub your feet. But you don't say that to another mom. <laughs> no, for sure. So, so sad. Of course I'm exhausted. You know, yeah. I, at, at one point when I was teaching in the classroom, before I became a psychologist, yeah. um, you know, I was up at five. I would, you know, have my kids in the car by six fifteen, dropped off at daycare at exactly six thirty when the doors opened. Drove to work, taught all day. Ugh. Did the opposite, you know, routine uh-huh. on the way home. Graded papers till midnight. Of course, I was exhausted. Right. Just don't don't remind the working mom that she looks exhausted. Exactly. <laughs> or the stay-at-home mom. Right. So here's one. Um, I could never stay home. I need adult conversation. I need to work so I can use my brain. Mm. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause I don't, I didn't use my brain at all during all those years as a stay at home mom. My brain was just cabbage. I wasn't using it. I'm like, no, stay at home moms are often amazing multitaskers. Right. <laughs> Well, jugglers. How's that? We're, we're brain jugglers. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we don't, we don't need to be, we don't need to be reminded that um, we're not using our brains in a career oriented professional way. We already know that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I think I would like to share some tips on how to tighten up this communication. Nice. Um, between working moms and stay-at-home moms, mm-hmm. you know, who have made different choices. So yeah. I want to give um, our listeners four tips. Okay. All right. Um, so the first one is ask yourself why you have a negative view about something different than you. Mm. Right. And so if you're able to actually just take a step back and say, why am I having these negative thoughts about someone who just made a different choice than I do? And if you could try to see things from their perspective, you know, that's an amazing way to build empathy for your co-moms, you know, in the world for sure. What do you think about that? Um, I think that is so important. And I think a lot of stay-at-home moms or working moms that maybe have had a less than gracious attitude about the other side of the fence, I think many of us end up having to eat our words because seasons change, mm. life changes and things morph. And like right now, we are in a season with the COVID pandemic where working moms are more and more having to be at home moms, either by necessity or, you know, the desire to make that transition because of kids being home more, having to school from home or whatever. Um, that is, we're just, we're seeing both sides more and more lately. And for me, I went back to school when my youngest by birth was heading into kindergarten And it was because I had just begun to feel that I was exhausted with homeschooling. I wanted to use my brain more. I wanted to expand my learning. 
I had started to gain a lot of experience as a child development research researcher in practicality right. <laughs> with my family and, and my son's neurological problems. And so I went back and got my master's in psychology and then, you know, ultimately started working with you, Dr. Amy, and started pursuing my PhD. But then here's the weird thing. I was right on the cusp of going into, I'm going to have a career. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to now choose to be a working mom. Um, and at this point, um, our youngest adopted was, she wasn't even, I was still in school when she wasn't even in kindergarten yet. So I was still making some hard decisions, but that was what I wanted to do. And I was ready to go full-time five days a week, a working mom. And I stepped into that a little bit and decided I made that decision. I don't want that. I pulled back from pursuing my PhD and I'm, I'm still, am kind of slowly working on it, but I pulled back from pursuing that. So hardcore, you know, I pulled back from working with you. So I wasn't, um, working as, as much and had to kind of learn that decision that I want to have for me, kind of the best of both worlds. I get to be stay at home mom. And I get to also have two full-time career woman work days which for me is perfect, but seasons change. Another mom may have transitioned into something completely different. I don't know. Does that make sense? That I think as life changes, we have to eat our words and go, wow, it's not what I thought it was. Right. And I think being able to keep your options open and understanding all of those options and the decision-making process that goes into the choices that we make, Yeah, you know, then just makes you not have to eat your words later. Right. And it makes you yeah. not have to feel regret, you know, that you treated someone who made a different choice poorly. Right. right. right? When you might have to make that choice at some point too. And you could just be supportive. Mm -hmm. Right. All yeah. right. So um, tip number two. Yeah. Just because it pops into your head doesn't mean it should <laughs> pop out of your mouth. Yep. Oopsie. Right. And so we are all different mm -hmm. and we are not going to agree on every decision and yeah. no decision is greater or worse than the next. And so you don't have to share yeah. everything that you think right. is wrong with someone else's decision. Yeah. Right. And oh. so you can think it, mm -hmm. but you don't have to say it because words hurt. They sting. Yeah you know, and you can't unsay them. Right. That is good. That's a big ouch. I've really, really struggled with just sort of blabbing out whatever I think. So that's yeah. a really good one. Yeah. What's another one? What's another tip? Um, so the other one is the golden rule, right? So do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So yes, respect other mom's choices, just like you want them to respect yours. Yeah. Right. You made the choice that works for you and your family they made the choice that works for themselves and their family. Right. And so respect that because you mm -hmm. want them to respect your choice. The yeah. words that, the, that you're slinging back and forth hurt on both sides. Right. Right. Oh. And then my fourth tip is yes. talk about the things that you do have in common. Mm. The point is not to be right. It's to be connected. Right. 
right? So, good. so, so find those things that you do share um, in common, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's hobbies or movies or, you know, books or your local church or, um, you know, events happening in, in your community or whatever it is that you can find that can help you connect um, on the same level, yeah. you know, so that it's not about the difference in your choices. It's about your similarities and your ability to connect with others, because ultimately that's what we're here for, right? Yes. Is to be connected. Oh, yeah. And to support and encourage one another as moms. I mean, that is, that is the brainiest thing we can do. Because we're, when I lift another mom, I'm lifting myself. There is no cost in offering kindness. That kindness and encouragement just lifts my psyche, my spirit as well. Yes. I wish Amy, I, Dr. Amy, I wish I had had these tips when I was a younger mom. Because the person I was snottiest to is my own sister. Very sad. I think we were we were probably hardest on one another because we had so many similarities. But then the that big working mom or stay at home mom thing, we were very opposite. Oh, wish I had done it better. But well, it's never too late to connect. (laughs) Yes, yeah, right. And we have gotten much better. So I just wish I had done it better early. And so, well, this was fun today. Yes, yeah. Well, hey, Dr. Amy, thank you so much wisdom. And we're all going to be better moms and better friends because of it. Thank you, Terry. So um, I'm a busy mom. You guys are busy moms. So we're out. Bye.